again to another exciting episode of AUPP Podcast. Hello everyone, my name is Nita and I will be your host for today's episode. And I am Bot and I will also be your host for today's episode. And hello Nita, it is really nice to see you. Hello Bot, so how are you feeling today? Well, I am doing great. Thank you Nita for asking and I also hope that you're doing great as well. This is a little bit random, but I just want to mention that I really enjoyed watching our first episode because I got to learn a lot about the student government at AUPP. Personally, I think that our first episode was a very fun one, and this even makes me more excited for today's episode. So, Nita, can you tell us what do we have in account for today's episode? I'm happy to hear that you really enjoy our first episode and I also hope that our audience uh, feel the same. And that is why today's episode aims to serve the same purpose. However, on a different angle of student perspective, on a different corner of student life, which is on extracurricular activities. As we all know, in AUPP, we strive to learn in an environment where learning takes place beyond classrooms. We are continuously motivated and supported by our faculty member to join various external activities, including exchange programs, conference, volunteering events or uh, competitions, so on and so forth. That is how we are able to improve both our technical skill and human skills. Yes, Nita, I absolutely agree with you on that. And that is why we have two amazing individuals who are very actively engaged in various extracurricular activities joining us today. So without waiting any longer, let's welcome our two special guests, Kim and Moni. Hello guys, how are you doing? Hello, I'm doing good. Same here, I'm doing good as well. Hello everyone again. Uh, before we dive deeper into our topic, I would like to give the floor to the both of you to give us a bit uh, of a self-introduction to tell us a bit more about yourself, your major and uh, your background. To just to get us more familiar with one another and also to let our audience know a bit more about yourself. So please. Okay, so hello everyone. My name is Nguyen Kim and you may call me Kim. I'm a uh, business student at AUPP. Um, I have to say that it's a bit awkward to be interviewed by my friends today. Uh, anyway, so uh, right now I'm only taking a couple of online courses. I don't have a lot on my plate. I'm not very busy this summer semester. So uh, I have an ample amount of time to explore and to find some new hobbies. So for example, I uh, recently I've been very inter uh, interested in uh, learning how to invest in a uh, stock market. That's cool to hear about that from Kim. Stock market sounds really interesting. Um, so hello everyone, my name is Muni and currently I'm a global affairs student and I also have the minor in economic as well. So um, as for my hobbies, I would say that um, I kind of love reading these days due to the fact that I have more free time during the COVID pandemic things and the summer course as well. So yeah, that's from me. 
Well, after hearing about your hobbies, I can confidently say that both of you are still active in terms of finding and also pursuing your passions, even though we are still in our summer semester where we are supposed to rest. And meanwhile, you guys are still continuously working hard. Well, as is often said, our experiences shape who we are. So, can you guys please briefly share with us about the extracurricular activities that you both have been participated in? Thank you for your question, Mod. So, as for today, I think I would only focus on the HM program path. And personally, for me, I used to attend a few HM programs like um, International Stand Fair, or it could also be Korean Vision Trip and the Seed for the Future by Go Away, and some of others, a bit like Global Goal, Global Peace. But as for today, I think I will focus on the Visily one. And how about you, Kim? Um, what is your HM program or the competition that you are looking for? were to share with us. All right, Mane, uh, I also uh, participated in an exchange program called Ship for Southeast Asian and Japanese Youth Program, or what we call SEAP. But uh, as for today, I will focus on uh, the competition and I will leave the exchange program to you. So uh, several months ago, I joined a debate competition organized by Transparency International Cambodia. And the main theme of the whole debate competition is uh, inclusive and quality public service delivery. I would say that it was a great and enjoyable experience of mine because not only did I learn a lot and gain a lot of new insights about public service delivery in uh, Cambodia, but I also built uh, quality networks, especially with my teammates. And most importantly, uh, my team won the competition and we are very, very proud of our achievement and it was so unexpected as well. Thank you for sharing with us, listening to you too. I know that it's not easy to join those competitions while studying at the same time. And you have not only uh, passed or got selected in the programs, but you have also made a lot of achievement. So as the saying goes, if there is an effect, there will always be cause. And that is why I believe that our audience and also me myself is very curious about the answer to the next question that I'm going to ask right now. What are the underlying motive or inspirational that uh, motivated you to join those uh, exchange programs and competitions? Okay, so with regards to this question, I would like to first uh, thank my team leader who invited me to join the competition. And she's none other than our uh, host for today podcast on there. And uh, if I remember clearly, it was uh, during Shomban holiday last year when I was enjoying a, uh, a small trip with my family. And suddenly I got some random me uh, message from Nita and she said, uh, hey Kim, uh, are you interested in this competition? And so I asked her what competition and then uh, she sent me the link uh, and I went to uh, the link and look at it briefly. And then uh, I saw I saw it and then uh, I was like, wait, uh, is this debate done in Khmer? And she said, yes, it, uh, it's a Khmer debate. And I went into silent mode for about 10 seconds. And uh, you know, uh, 
it's it might be embarrassing to say but you know i had never participated in any my debate competition before even in high school so uh that was why i was very reluctant and i told her about that about me having no confidence and helping her team win and stuff like that. And but at the same time, I also thought to myself that maybe I should take the challenge. Uh, like frankly speaking, I am not a very good debater or a public speaker, but I really want to be one. So uh, the opportunity is right there, right in front of me, and uh, waiting for me to grab it. So and I ask myself, if not now, then when? And should I just? sit there and let it pass by but uh fortunately i did not let it pass uh i just gave it a try since i thought that uh i was going to get uh to face it anyway and nita also tried to convince me by telling me that uh she had also never participated or debate in Khmer before and uh, she said that don't worry we would learn along the way and thanks to her persuasion skill I became part of the competition yes yeah listening to you bring back a lot of good memories with you and with our team I remember how intensive the competition was and how challenging it was as well our competitors were really great people and also uh, I remember especially how had you research for the debate topics in every round that we have this inside joke in our team calling you Mr. Google because you were able to find so many useful documents that I couldn't find without your help. Anyway, as I was involved in that competition myself, I got a better idea of what the uh, process was like. But I am also curious about Mani. So what motivated Mani to join those exchange programs that you mentioned earlier? Well, there are two factors that actually motivate me. But before I share with you guys about that two factors, I just want to say that um, Kim and Nita actually have a very good experience in the competition. And this is very interesting. I hope that I can actually listen to the uh, juniors or our friends who will attend the competition next year as well. So, um, by to me, as for the exchange program, those two factors would be um, the first factor is about the passion. So I'm willing to learn more from people. I'm willing to learn more from the country themselves. And I'm also willing to learn more from the business outside of our nation. That's why I'm kind of interested in the exchange program. And to add on that, um, similar to Kim as well, my friends, family, and also professors, they are all very encouraging and they help me a lot along the way. So for example, like you guys know, when we go on the exchange program, we couldn't take some classes so that my friend would always come and explain to me whenever I come back from the exchange program. So I think that would be a very supportive move from them. And I think that's all from me. Well, after hearing about the stories behind why you started your journey, I am truly inspired to also start my own journey as well. And one thing that our audience can take note of is that no matter what we want to achieve in life, as long as we have the willingness to learn and the willingness to take actions, we will be getting there eventually. And speaking to our guests, uh, given the number of experience that you both have, I am sure that everyone here, including those of us who are watching, is curious about how you prepare for these extracurricular activities. So, can you guys please share with us about 
the preparation process for your competitions as well as your exchange program. Okay, thank you. But so um, the process of the exchange program would be actually quite simple. First, we have to do the research once we see that application. And then actually, uh, we have to write something for the application. Most of the application requires to have like personal statement or other written answers for their questions so that we have to prepare those things. And some of them also have like um, the recommendation letter from our professor as well. We need to prepare it if they are required. And then we just go through and apply. Once we get selected, we will also be interviewed by them. and we will talk in more detail after that so i also want to hear from kim as well how do you prepare for the competition okay so for me it's a bit different from an applying for an exchange program so uh, for a debate a competition i would say teamwork is the most essential thing in any debate uh, simply because uh, we don't go there alone we don't go uh, to the battlefields and we don't go to the stage uh, presenting our arguments alone we go there as a team to compete uh, against our opponents and we want wit to win right we want victory and therefore we need to be very cooperative and try to understand each other so in my case i am lucky to be in a team that is very uh, considerate and very understanding uh, we got along with each other well and we understood each other uh, strengths and weakness and to prepare for the competition, we also try to find ways to boost our team spirit. Team spirit is very important. And another thing is uh, research. Needless to say, research is also important in the preparation for a debate. We need to understand the topic well uh, and try to find the arguments and the uh, uh, evidence to support our stance. And not only that, uh, we need to foresee the potential arguments that could be raised by the opponent teams. And uh, this is very important because uh, uh, this will help us uh, prepare at good rebuttals and be ready to catch the flaws when the opponent's team uh, present their arguments. And besides doing research, preparing uh, arguments and rebuttals, we also spend time practicing together and gave each other honest feedbacks on areas that we needed to improve. And yes, that's how we prepare for a debate competition. Listening to Kim and Mani talking about their preparation process for uh, their exchange programs and debate competition, we can see and notice the fundamental difference that our audience can take note of. So the next question would be more on the uh, challenges because I believe that the preparation process requires time and effort and undoubtedly there will be challenges along the way. So may you elaborate more on those challenges? Okay, so for a debate competition, in my case, there were three main challenges during our competition that we as a team face. Uh, one of them is our conflicting schedule. Uh, since we are from uh, three different universities, we, it, it's very hard to find a common time for us to meet and uh, discuss properly. And plus COVID-19 gave us no mercy at all. You know, it, uh, it prevented us from meeting face to face, but 
we decided to make use make good use of technology we had online meetings but usually at night when everyone had to uh, sacrifice their time a bit by uh, setting aside their school works to prepare for the debate and researching is also another big challenge for us uh, you know, there are limited sources of information and most of the time they are not very uh, up to date. Although we had to go uh, with what we have, I think it's very important that we know how to use and when to use uh, each data efficiently. And lastly, it's our proficiency in Khmer. Despite the fact that it's our mother tongue, it's our uh, native language, we still experience some difficulties in uh, understanding the issue or the topic because most of us were not very uh, familiar with the vocabulary or uh, the technical words that are used in the uh, context. So uh, we asked for help from our friends, our seniors uh, who have uh, more experience, who are more familiar with these words. And I believe that uh, this issue is very common, a, a common trend for uh, most students, especially those who study international programs in their university like us. Yeah. Well, rewinding back to that time, I think that Kim is right. Those were the fundamental challenges that we have to face, uh, like the barriers to success, including the Khmer proficiency and also the lack of availability of Khmer database. However, we overcame it well, right? Um, anyhow, I would like to shift the attention to Mani on more on the exchange programs. What are the challenges that you encounter during the application for those exchange programs and especially during the exchange program itself too? Okay, um, Nita, I think as for the application path, it would be quite similar to the competition as well. Mainly it's related to how can you write the perfect one for uh, your essay or for your application form. And then um, it's quite competitive inside that. And I think I would focus more on the actual exchange program part instead. I think as our speaker team um, and also our MC, uh, I think all of them used to attend the exchange program as well. Um, the thing that we face during the exchange program would be the culture shock because of the fact that um, there are different cultures in different nations. So for example, I can tell you guys a real story. It's like when I went to South Korea, I did not know that the youngest one have to pour the drinks for the eldest one. And then I was waiting, why didn't they drink anything? And then they all look at me and I was like, why did they look at me? I didn't know about the culture at all. And it's like, I think um, mainly once we face those challenges, we might have to learn something out of it as well. So um, the experience that I learned from it would be doing the cultural research before we actually went directly to the exchange program itself. Well, I am very happy to see that both of you have come across those challenges and obstacles. And after hearing about the difficulty and also how you deal with those difficulty, I hope that our audience can bear those tips in mind and hopefully those tips can come in handy one day. And for Kim and Moni, um, besides managing your competitions and exchange program very effectively, you both also appear to maintain excellent GPA as well. 
So could you please share with us about your secret in balancing your academic performances as well as your extracurricular activities? Actually, there are opportunity course in whatever we do, right? So for example, like if we choose to do something, we might have to look something else. So uh, the main thing that we could do is that we try to balance it. Um, for example, if I choose to go on the exchange program, I might have to take some class off or I might have to take like a summer semester off as well. So um, it's like in order to actually balance it, um, personally for me, I have only two tips and I think Kim will have more. So for my two tips would be time management. It's like uh, we have to manage our times wisely. So at AUPP, we can actually select our study time for some courses as well. So that if we can manage those time and our self-study and we can actually seek for the opportunity that are out of our study times or study duration. For example, like you guys can go on summer two or summer one and then you can still have another summer to study or you guys can go for the whole summer and then you don't have to study during that summer course so that um, we actually can divide the time like this. And the second one would be choose wisely. Um, like I mentioned earlier, there are always big opportunity course. So um, what can make you sacrifice something for something else? So what can actually make you sacrifice your study time or your semester in order to study, um, to go on a chain program or to join any competition? For example, there are some exchange program that I don't apply at all because of the fact that I think it will mainly affect to my study time and that's from me and I'm looking forward to hear more from Kim as well. Okay, thank you Mani for sharing. Uh, for me, it's uh, I also uh, sometimes find it very challenging to manage my time wisely and to balance my academic performances and extracurricular activities. But I believe that uh, the bottom line of this is uh, to know yourself and set your own priorities and keep the deadlines in mind. And if you do so, I believe that uh, you could pretty much balance both sides. So uh, personally, I think academics come first. It is true that extracurricular activities are good, but I believe that uh, they should not be uh, uh, pursued to the detriment of our academic life, right? Because uh, no one would want to uh, waste their time and money to repeat the course. Right. Uh, also, there is a saying that goes, um, don't bite more than you can chew. This is something that we should, I think we should uh, also bear in mind. Do not try to uh, take everything at once because doing so, doing that will give us nothing, uh, uh, nothing good. Instead, it, it, it's just a way of tormenting ourselves. And However, but by saying this, I don't mean I don't really mean that we should not be involved in any extracurricular activities. What I mean is, uh, is that we should, uh, you should not participate in too many activities. So before you decide, you should uh, also, also analyze the consequences of your decision. Yes. From my personal experience as well, it is very true. I couldn't agree more with Mani and Kim. I think that Mani raised really interesting point about the opportunity cost. There will obviously be opportunity cost in every decision that we make. And then Kim also mentioned about how uh, a very interesting quote, don't bite more than uh, what you can chew. I think that it's important to note 
to always remind ourselves that opportunity comes to us but we cannot just take everything because when we try to take everything we might just end up losing everything and that's a very important aspect to always bear in mind moving on to the next questions i will be asking a very interesting questions a very um a very modernized questions that is aligning to the current situation and that is related to obviously the COVID-19 pandemic. How do you uh, stay motivated during the pandemic and how has the pandemic affected your study pattern or study habits? Okay, so for me, it's pretty much like um, everyone else. I also find myself very challenging and um, easily losing focus and motivation during these difficult times, especially when we have to study in front of the screen. And I have been trying to deal with it too. And I found a few effective ways to boost productivity and my motivation in my studies. Uh, and I believe that this could be applied to everyone else too. So uh, one way is that uh, we need to try uh, getting rid of all of the, the distractions, you know, by, for example, um, keeping your phones away, muting all notifications, and uh, instead we just focus on the lecture and take notes if possible, if you can. And number two is by having uh, study buddies. You know, I always uh, ask for help from my friends, from my classmates a lot. And we always remind each other about the work that we need to complete, about the deadlines. And this somehow let me know that I'm not alone struggling with this. And it is somehow a source of motivation for me as well. So how about Mani? How do you cope with it? Yes, Kim. Um, actually, I have pretty much similar tips from you as well. Uh, so I would say that the first tip would be about scheduling your study. Um, personally, for me, I use Google Calendar, and I think that um, most of us also use it. So it's like we can actually schedule the study time, our family time, and other work or other stuff that we are doing. And the second one would be um, creating our actually creating our classroom group chat. So for example, if I study um, the International Economics and Business course, I would have a group with all of the classmates from that course so that we can actually have each other out like Kim has already mentioned. And we can also share with each other like, oh, tomorrow is the deadline or today at 11.59 and stuff so that we will be able to achieve our goals together, which is to pass that course together with the good grade. Those were really great tips and advice from our very top student who have very high GPA. So I will make sure to implement those tips as well to avoid getting distracted and to be more focused. So as we speak, time fly by so fast that it's already time to wrap up our second episode. I really wish that we have more hours to talk because I am very... Uh, I'm enjoying myself very much. I'm enjoying your talk, listening to your academic experience and also your extracurricular uh, activities. I'm really enjoying myself, so I really wish we have more time. But sadly, we don't and it's time to wrap up. However, to our audience, do not worry because we have more upcoming exciting episodes that awaits you with more special guests in our next episodes. 
Once again, I would like to thank to our two special guests for today's episode. And for our audience, if you have any questions, please feel free to drop them in the comment section down below. And before you go, please make sure to like and share this podcast, this video with your friends and family. And we really appreciate your support. And remember that you can find us on all AUPP social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We are also very happy to say that all of our episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and also Spotify. So make sure to check them out. Once again, thank you very much for tuning in, for staying with us from the start till the end. I hope you enjoy today's episode as much as an I I enjoy being the MC today with both. Um, so thank you very much. Stay safe. Take care. See you next week, and don't forget the practice of three do and three don't. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Bye-bye.